Hello and welcome to another exciting installment of Man Woman Movie, a bi-weekly podcast where we take turns picking movies. And no matter which movie, we agree to watch it and review it. Yes, we both come at it from our different perspectives and uh, we let you, the listeners, in on our innermost thoughts. So this is episode eight. It's my pick. Yes. I ordered my pick from Amazon and I'm going to have you open it for the reveal. Oh, oh, it hasn't even been out of the package yet. No, no. I have I have it in the Amazon package right here. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to let you cut it open, and that's going to be the reveal of what we're going to watch. Do you have any guesses as to what it might be? Um, have I seen it? No. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, I saw it a long time ago, and... The only thing I remember is that I had a generally good feeling that I liked it. What year is it from? It's in the 80s, I think. But I I had, like, I watched it not thinking it was going to be great, and then I was like, oh, oh, she's getting into it. She's just opening it up right now. Do I know the actors? Probably. (sighs) Tell them what we're watching. Dead Heat with Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo? Yep. (laughs) What? Dead Heat. Okay, so I'm assuming this was a mistake and they sent you the wrong DVD? <laughs> nope, that's it. We're this watching, is it. We're watching Dead Heat. These cops are on the biggest murder case of their lives. Their own. <laughs> you can't keep a good cop dead. <laughs> Maverick LAPD officer Roger Mortis, Treat Williams, is a good cop who will do anything to nail the bad guys, even if he's got to die for it in this offbeat comedy thriller. Investigating some frightening goings-on, Mortis and his partner, Doug Bigelow, Joe Piscopo, pay a visit to Dante Laboratories. It is here that they discover the high-tech resurrection room churning out a weird band of recycled and indestructible criminals. And it is here that Mortis meets his untimely death. Well, that's yeah. it. They, all right. Well, but wait, there's more. Okay, well... But hey, if you can't beat them, join them. Police work is tough enough without having to tangle day after day with the same dead criminals. Two can play at this zombie game. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't take it seriously. I don't even know who these people are. You don't know who Joe Piscopo is or Treat Williams? Oh, I know Joe Piscopo. I don't know Treat Williams. Um, So where's your enthusiasm level for this offbeat zombie comedy? Okay. Well, I'm glad it's a comedy. I know you made a zombie movie comedy. Yeah, that's true. I did. (laughs) Like you forgot. Oh, yeah. Um, Late Afternoon of the Living Dead. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. And uh, so this maybe seems like it would be on the same... Yeah, you know, again, I had never seen it, and then it was recommended to me, and so I watched it, and I don't remember anything about the plot, or not much about the plot, but... I just remember having a, a really, after it was over, I was like, wow, that was way better than I thought it was going to be. So I'm hoping that you have the same reaction after we watch it. Okay. Well, um, it's rated R and it's 83 minutes. Yeah. So it's short. When was this? When was this movie made? I want to know. Um, oh, nine, it's 88, 1988. This something. could be fun. Okay. It's a Friday night. Yeah. This guy's face looks like it's melting. So, uh, 
Dead heat. You can't keep a good cop dead. Well, that was interesting. Let's let them watch the movie and see how this turns out. Man, Roger, you are a mess. I've seen meatloaf that looks better than you. Okay, movie's done. They did keep a good cop dead. It stayed dead. <laughs> I suppose it did. I mean... Yeah. We're just going to talk about the ending right, sh- right away. Sh- sh- am I jumping too far? No, that's okay. What are we, 10 seconds in? Yeah, we're 10 seconds in. Uh, spoiler alert. Everybody dies. <laughs> Everybody. Everyone is dead at the end of this movie. I guess I didn't remember that from the first time I saw it. Yeah, and they they died and they stayed dead. Yes, they were resurrected. So I get that part. Yeah. But, but they never really came back to life. They were dead. Yeah, they only had a short time. Yeah. So let's rewind it. Okay. The beginning of the movie starts out with some very dirty looking thugs with machine guns and awful leather masks. Yeah, like Catwoman masks. <laughs> yeah. The very tight Catwoman masks. <laughs> robbing a jewelry store. Yes. And I don't know what's worse, the robber's masks or the jewelry store worker's mullet. Wow. That was a mullet. That was a mullet. And it was a gross, like, copper penny color with just these horrible, wet-looking spikes. (laughs) And then the long, dry back hair. That was... So it sounds like you think the mullet was worse than the masks. Well, I mean, you heard my reaction when she came on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, there was more of an, an out loud reaction to, <laughs> to her hair than there was the thugs. But so they go in with machine guns, and they're just pushing people around. They're getting jewels, getting diamonds. And I feel like everybody in the movie had machine guns. That was a thing. Uzis. Yeah. Like, everybody had Uzis. Yeah. Doug and Roger... Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. Wait, can I just say, is that his real first name? I think so. Treat? I think so. That's not like a stage name? Like his parents named him Treat? Are you going to ask our research department? Yeah, we're going to have them look that up. It turns out Treat is his middle name. Richard Treat Williams. His name is Dick Treat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it is. In a sense, it is his real name. So, we'll call them Doug and Roger for now. All right. They were cruising around in their red convertible, and they got the call that there's something going down at the jewelry store. Mm -hmm. Now, may I point out, they were also riding around in their own vehicle and not a cop car, just like Cobra. There were a couple connections, or a couple similarities to Cobra. Yeah. um, They were both tough cops, you know, sort of playing by their own rules. Playing by their own rules. And evidently, that is what you have to be in order to drive your own car. Well, yeah. On the police force. Duh. So that is interesting. So they get to the jewelry store as the robbers are coming out. And it's a massive shootout. Like, it's a huge gunfight right in the beginning. Right. I mean, there's cops getting shot all over the place. Yeah. They, they start shooting the uh, robbers and they're just taking the bullets. It, like, it's almost like they have a bulletproof vest, but then they start calling more attention to it. Right. And it... You kind of get the idea that they're probably zombies. Hey, Roger, a little too early in the morning for this, isn't it? Why are these guys dead? We've hit them about 50 times each. Maybe they're just flesh wounds. Joe Piscopo looks like he's having a blast. He he does. <laughs> it's like he's laughing. He's having a good time. Yeah, he's like cracking jokes in the middle of the gunfight <laughs> when like all of his 
co-workers are just getting blasted. <laughs> they end up defeating these two when Treat jump into a car and he starts doing a drive-by with a shotgun mm-hmm. on one of them back and forth down the street. And Doug, Joe Piscopo, shoots one of them in the hand when he has a hand grenade. So he like drops the hand grenade oh, and blows yeah. up. And then Treat rams the car into the other one and annihilates him. And can I say, I'm not one for those kind of scenes. The big fight scenes, the shootouts, the explosions, the... This? I actually didn't mind this. this it was actually kind of funny. Yeah. It was kind of entertaining. Yeah. And you know, the whole movie just had kind of a like an, a light undertone. I mean, the stuff that they're doing is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. The style of the movie was fun. It's very quick paced. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, overall, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, so then you get the captain. The typical angry captain who who's trying to tame the cops that play by their own rules and he gets very angry and, and, and he doesn't know how to control them. He does say, you get one more chance. You're on probation twice. <laughs> of course. You get one more, no more screw ups. And they agree and that's pretty much it. I think that's the only scene for the captain. Yeah. Um, in the yeah, morgue, you're right. Yeah, there's no more, none of that. That is, he's done after that. Well, it, it doesn't matter because they're both dead in the end. Well, so. yeah, that's true. So in the morgue, they start talking and Joe Piscopo mentions something about a death day. Like if you knew the oh, day of yeah. your death, you could throw a death day party. Right. Instead of a birthday party. What would you do? If you knew your the date of your own death and you were going to throw a death day party, Ooh. what would that party look like? Oh my gosh. I, I'm not going to lie. That would be kind of depressing. I wouldn't want to celebrate. If you're going to throw a, a death day party. Gun to my head. <laughs> I have to throw a you death party. You have to throw a death day party. I'd want to go on a cruise. I think that's that's an excellent answer. Yeah, I would probably try to take all of my friends and family on a really expensive... Yeah, take out a giant loan. Oh yeah, a real and, and you know that would be a thing if everyone started throwing death day parties. They'd have to have some kind of insurance because oh, yeah. everyone would do that. Oh, everyone I, would just run up their bill and never not? pay it. Sure. So it would have to be like probably the charges would be on someone who isn't the subject of the party. I would eat just a whole bunch of crap. Just Susie Q's. Oh and, my god! Yes. Pizzas. Yes. Yeah. Twinkies. As they're talking about these death day parties, they're in the morgue, and that's when we meet Becky, who is an ex of Treat Williams. They don't really say that, but you figure it out. Yeah, there's references that become more direct over the next few scenes. She's a mortician, and she points out that the perpetrators had been in the morgue before, and she had actually worked on them. So we're talking zombies. And it gets established very quickly that this this is dead people coming back to life and robbing jewelry stores. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have the dad from A Christmas Story. Yes. I was like, how do I know this guy? Yeah. He's an older, fatter version of him. And well, still I mean, it is him, but... Cranky. Still cranky. Yeah, still cranky. So he comes in pretty much denying anything. He just, is, like, nothing impresses him about yeah, yeah. this. The mortician points out that there's a certain drug found in this in the zombies yes so again they quickly just go okay well this is the company that makes it let's go talk to them let's go find them so they go there they talk to randy james she is the pr person who's meant to walk them around it's a fairly average looking office building except for this big 
white room that says asphyxiation room. Didn't I see one of these at Disneyland? And it's right off the main hallway. And Randy points out that when they have to kill an animal to do research on them or whatever, they put the animal in this room and suck out all the air, and that's how they kill the animal. Treat and Joe think something is going on. So Joe says, I gotta take a leak so bad my teeth are floating. (laughs) He sneaks off to the bathroom and the uh, Treat and Randy head up front and they're chatting. Joe immediately sneaks back and starts messing around with that room and the the secret lab door and everything. And he gets it open and he goes in and sees this giant room with all these machines. He finds this giant three-faced Brett Michaels. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Brett Michaels corpse that's 300 pounds <laughs> and is like a viking biker. It had a bandana, right? I think so. It had a bandana. I feel like it did. <laughs> so it immediately attacks Joe. Yes. Which okay, so there are other zombies coming back and they're relatively intelligent. For some reason, this one has three faces on one head. Yes. And is a lunatic and just attacks him immediately. (laughs) So it's like a berserk zombie. And Joe struggles with it until he finally gets a a gunshot off. That's when Treat notices what's up. Yes. And as soon as that happens, the front desk guy starts shooting at Treat. Is this the same front desk guy who was just reading the penthouse when they first came in? (laughs) Yes. Sorry to interrupt your erection. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt your erection, pal. There's some good lines in this movie. And uh, so he starts shooting. I guess that's enough to get him out of his magazine. And uh, Treat shoots him and runs to help Joe. I like saying Treat and Joe better than I, I do too. Doug and Roger. Yes. So they both end up fighting big Viking Brett Michaels monster. <laughs> and... Treat gets knocked into the asphyxiation room. The button gets hit. All the air gets sucked out of the room. Joe can't get the door open and Treat dies. But what I don't understand is Joe has a gun. He's shooting other zombies. He's shooting other people that are coming in. But he doesn't just shoot the window of the asphyxiation room. That is an excellent point to which there is no answer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they didn't ever just shoot it. I don't even know if they established that Treat didn't have his gun in the room. Oh, yeah. He might not have, but... Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, there, there should have been some attempt at shooting that window, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And Treat dies. Police are on the scene. They find the resurrection machine. No one's trying to stop him. Right. And they say, oh, hey, this is how they do it. Let's put Treat on the table and Let's see try. what happens. He's resurrected. He comes back feeling great. And he feel yes, he feels awesome. He feels better than ever. They try to take his heartbeat and he doesn't have any. And and the doctor, the dad from Christmas story, accuses him of just fake oh he's faking it. <laughs> yeah. He's he's faking not having a heartbeat. Yeah, so he just leaves because he's like, eh, this isn't interesting enough. In ten to twelve hours. Treat is going to turn into a big pile of goo. Yes. His tissue will turn into stew. Yes. He's going to melt. So that kind of sets in motion the idea that they need to 
solve his own murder. They decide the first thing to do is to go find Randy James at her house. She was just about to drive away and they jumped up and they grabbed her and they pulled her inside. She claims she has no idea what's going on. She's just a PR person. Joe finds a videotape yes, in her house. Yes, pops it in the, the VHS player. And that's when we see Vincent Price, legendary Vincent Price. He's on his deathbed and he starts you know, sort of muttering something something secretive when two more zombies with Uzis <laughs> start shooting their way into the house, trying to kill everyone again. And they're hiding behind furniture. And Treat just gets shot just a million times. Yeah, he's just taking shots. <laughs> Joe's hiding behind the couch shooting at them and nothing's really doing any good. Cause yeah. I think, doesn't he make a comment about that too? Remember the good old days when guns killed people? Yes, yeah. and you said, oh, you're just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Treat hides under the water of a hot tub and pops up and grabs one of the zombies mm -hmm. and they in, end up wrestling and Joe ends up fighting the other one and like impaling him and sending him off of like a balcony thing. And it was funny because it just kind of showed that when they were fighting the zombies, he was trying to punch him in the crotch and, and he was trying to electrocute them. And obviously that's not going to do anything to them because they're zombies. I thought some of the dialogue was legitimately pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought it was, it was great. We're cops. And if Thule's not out here in 10 seconds, we're going to kick some honorable ass. They get the idea then to go see this guy named Mr. Thule mm -hmm. in Chinatown who oh, runs yeah, a butcher yeah. shop. Yes. He is connected to Vincent Price in this whole scheme whatever it is that they're trying to unravel they go in they start trying to question the big butcher guy mr thule comes out and he's evasive he doesn't really want to talk anything about like the research or anything and i have to think i i don't know what the common perception of this movie is but if there's a famous scene in dead heat it's got to be the it butcher has shop. to be because you and i laughed pretty hard at the scene this was really funny so they're kind of arguing back and forth and he just, yeah, he hits the switch and the chandelier just kind of shoots out these resurrection rays and it goes all over and all these dead animals, these, you know, things that are packed for people to buy and cook and eat. These <laughs> chicken wings, chi chi chicken wings, fish, pigs. Just everything just starts coming back to life. <laughs> duck heads. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, the duck heads. Um, They're all coming back to life. These fish are, like, flapping. You know, these, these pigs that are gutted are still, like, coming back to life and trying to attack them. And One thing I liked is, you know, as that scene's building, you start hearing a pounding on the door of the cooler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, a cow or something. I don't know what that was. Yeah, it was, like, a big, headless, gutted, four-legged <laughs> thing. It was, like, the size of a cow. And... And it gets kind of like on top of treat. Yeah. And my thing is like, what? what's the plan there? Like, it can't do anything. Yeah, because it's hollow. Right. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. So I think they just shoot it I, or something. I think you're right. I yeah. Mean, and it's, it doesn't turn out to be that big of a problem. It's it was just, just a, funny. Yeah. It's it just was funny. meant to be funny. It's just, it kind of lays on him. And that's yeah. It. Yeah. The CG wasn't too bad, though, for it being 1980, what was it? Uh, 88? 88. It wasn't too bad. It was actually... Yeah. Maybe. I mean, the lightning bolts and stuff. I mean, it, it's yeah. fine. There's not a lot of it. So, I mean, they, they use the, the practical effects were pretty good. Sure. You know, all that. That was fine. <laughs> they make it out of there. 
and they start they decide they want to go to the library to start investigating names of recently deceased and that's when Roger has his moment of struggle with the fact that he's dying yes Joe comes up and kind of gives him a pep talk they check into the morgue with mortician Becky and she lets him know that he's dying real fast. Oh, yeah. Faster than expected. I know that a huge part of the movie was supposed to be his progression into turning into a zombie. And there were certain scenes where you're like, oh, he's starting to get real pale. And he's starting to, you know, take the form of a zombie. And then in the next scene, he would look good again. He was fine. And then the next scene, he was like extra zombie. And then the next scene, he was fine again. Like, there there wasn't very good, like, continuity with, like, his zombie progression. Oh, it was... All over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's dramatic. Like, there's some scenes where he has some thick, like, eyeliner or something on, and then it's gone. Yeah. In the yeah. next scene. He I, looks totally healthy. Yeah. I think the only attempt he makes to cover up the fact that he's turning into a zombie is one scene early on where he stops by to buy lipstick. Oh, yeah. And it just looks like he's got <laughs> thick lipstick on. From the morgue, they decide they want to go check out Vincent Price's grave. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and okay, something you commented on, it was a little hard to follow why they were going from place yeah, to place. Yeah, okay. The way they tied each scene together sometimes felt a little bit thin just because, like, you had to follow, like, one or two lines of dialogue that were sometimes pretty quick. So I, I can agree with that. Later, it's revealed that Randy, the PR consultant actually met Vincent Price at the hospital. They thought that she was his daughter, but it turns out she was just in rehab. Right, drug rehab. She was like the daughter he never had. Yes. They go to Vincent Price's house, and shocker, they find Joe Piscopo dead in the water. Like upside down. In a fish tank, head in a fish tank. Yes. Which then at that point you commented, there's a lot of fish in the movie. Yeah, there's a weird subplot of fish. Because in the very beginning, the mortician, Becky, says she doesn't like real fish. The fake ones are just as pretty, and she doesn't have to feed them. Right. And she so she has an aquarium with fake fish. Yeah. Then, in the shootout at Randy's house, yeah. her aquarium gets shot up, and she goes up, and she looks at the fish and says, all the ones I like die. Yeah, all my favorites. All my favorites die. Then... You find Joe Piscopo tied up upside down with his head in a fish tank, dead. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but there's something there with fish. You're good at connecting those things. I never would have connected all that. I didn't think of it the first time I saw it. I know that. But like sleeping with the fish, I don't know. I don't know. Something with death and fish, I think, are involved. Life and death and fish. There's some theme there. I'm going to have to watch this movie three, four more times and try to figure it out. That you're all alone on that one. (laughs) But yeah, so I thought it was a surprise Mm -hmm. because Joe Piscopo is just dead. You don't see him die. He's dead on screen. Yeah, they just find him. They find him dead. That's so weird. Randy reveals another secret. She's a zombie. She's also dead. And she was told that if she helped Vincent Price... That she could live a normal life. But that's not the case. And how do we know that? Because we watch her melt and decompose in a horrible (laughs) way right in front of Treat's eyes. It starts with her hand and it just gets all old and nasty looking and aged. Wounds are opening. Yeah. And then it carries over the rest of her body until her arm 
falls off and her head falls off. You know, well, her face melts first before yeah. her head comes off. Okay, now I'm going to puke. But the whole process from her being this beautiful woman that just gets out of the shower to a melted, gooey corpse. <laughs> I mean, it. the whole thing took place in like 15 seconds. <laughs> yep. It was a fast <laughs> death. Yeah. Yes, and, and she was apologizing while her head was... Oh, laying yeah. against the wall. And like foaming and yeah. smoking. There was like foam coming out of her <laughs> eyes and her nose and her mouth. She's like, please forgive me. <laughs> That's a good impression. <laughs> At this point, they discover that the dad from the Christmas story is definitely in with the villains. They are gathering rich people up and they're going to offer them eternal life in exchange for half of their fortunes. Vincent Price is actually still alive. We thought he was dead the whole time. He's still around. He's looking pretty good. You get uh, Dad from the Christmas Story. Mm -hmm. You get Vincent Price. You get Thule, the guy who owned the the butcher shop. Oh, gosh. All in one place. Sound like a bunch of wussies to me. They capture Treat when Treat tries to, to intervene. And they stick him into an ambulance. They handcuff him into the ambulance. Yes. That's another reveal of a character death. Becky the mortician. And this time, she doesn't ever come back. She's just she's flat just out dead. dead. How did she, she die? Th- didn't say. She's just, on a stretcher, dead. Treat kicks the ambulance into gear, and oh. it flies down a hill, <laughs> and... Bursts into flames. Bursts into flames, runs into some cars, explodes, and pretty much full zombie Treat gets out of it. Half of his head is yes. burned. His hair has been freshly gelled up. <laughs> Into a crazy looking spike do. And he is not. He's no longer it. the clean cut nice cop. So then all the all of the villains get together and they explain the whole thing. And Treat just attacks the building with an Uzi. That's right. I don't know if they show where he got the Uzi. In this movie, they're just everywhere. Everywhere. Or, Probably a vending machine. Sure. <laughs> There's a lot of zombie on zombie violence at that point. Sure. All the rich people that are gathered here listening to this presentation get shot. There's a lot of innocent people. They're it, and they they just they don't even care. No, because Treat was even shooting a bunch of innocent people. Did he actually hit them? Yes, like three or four people. I guess we're supposed to assume they're bad if just by virtue of the fact that they're there. They were going to show the rich people that this process works, the immortality works. Joe Piscopo pops up, sort of brainwashed, mm. and is told to kill. Yes, Treat. You get that you know sort of classic scene where. You know, no, fight the brainwashing. Yes, it's yeah. me. It's me, it's me. Remember all those good memories? Yeah, and it immediately works. <laughs> Within like three seconds. And he's like, he wanted me to kill you. The dad from the Christmas story is like, uh-uh. And just puts one of the guns yeah. in his mouth and but, shoots himself. Yes, that was unexpected. Yeah, it was abrupt. And that's not good enough for Joe and Treat. So they resurrect <laughs> him. <laughs> they put him on the resurrection table. And they do something to him while he's on the table. And he wakes up long enough to explode. Yes, because he says, do you want to see what happens when someone is resurrected twice? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the second time is when he blows up. He just explodes all over <laughs> the place. Meat chunks. And, yeah, it's very graphic. <laughs> At this point in time, Joe and Treat have pretty much won the day. Vincent Price offers them power and money, anything they want, if they will just spare the resurrection machine. They say, no way. 
they blow up the resurrection machine. And the two of them walk out of the room. And the hallway is now kind of like heaven. There's smoke and white light. Yes. I thought it was just really cheesy at first. I'm like, oh my God, they're walking into a room and it's like a smoke machine. But... No, it was heaven. It was heaven. <laughs> they walk into heaven together. Yep. And that's it. So, and it was kind of supposed to be funny yeah, at the end. Yeah. And Vincent Price lives. Yes. Unless he right. blows up with the machine. I don't think he does. They didn't show that. Overall, you would say you like this movie. Yeah. I really liked it again. I, I The feeling that I had. Now I remember why I had that feeling like, oh man, I really like this movie, but I can't really remember much about right, it. Right, right, right. Now it all makes sense to me. It is goofy as hell Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of fun in fact like if my friends came over tomorrow and they were like oh you've got the blue the the dead heat blu-ray let's watch it i'd probably watch it again tomorrow watch it again yeah it's short it's nutty well i work tomorrow night so (laughs) have at it okay watch it as many times as you want i'm gonna call all my friends okay (laughs) now here's something i very much disagree with. I looked this up on Rotten Tomatoes. Eleven percent. No, like that's just absurd. The the viewers, the critics, the viewers, critics? viewers gave it fifty. I would give it even more than fifty. I would too. I'd be high seventies, low eighties. I I thought this was a lot of fun. Anybody who likes sort of the B movie stuff is gonna love this movie. Yeah, it's action. It's zombies. It's corny one liners. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got everything you would want Well, I, in that kind of movie. I would give it mid-60s. Okay. Now I really want to watch Saturday Night Live skits with Joe Piscopo in it. I don't remember him ever being in a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, evidently that's one of the, th- the things he did, and that's where part of what he came from. He's like a comedic actor, I guess. I mean, i got to admit, I, I, I haven't followed Joe Piscopo's career very closely, but... He's still around. He's like 65 now, you know? Oh, okay. If if you, there was going to be a sequel, say the Resurrection Machine survived or somebody built a new one, you're going to have Dead Heat 2. It's going to happen. But you're going to have different a different cast. Who do you think makes it into Dead Heat 2? <sighs> I'm just pulling this out of thin air. Treat Williams will be played by Jason Bateman. Oh, okay. Joe Piscopo by his Arrested Development brother, Job. <laughs> okay. That would be good. <laughs> I could see that. My picks would be, Treat Williams' role would be Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Joe Piscopo's role would be The Rock. That's way better than mine. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I just I'm looking at the the Blu-ray cover here, and I'm looking at Treat's picture. I'm like, I can see a little Ryan Reynolds there, and you know, Joe looks nothing like The Rock, but you know, you need a beefy dude. He's done comedy. Yes, that would be good. That would be really good. People out there in Hollywood land, if you own the rights to Dead Heat, call up Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. Let's get this going. I would see that. I would. I would. I would watch that. Completely watch that. Would Would you watch the Jason Bateman and oh, Joe one? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> If you cast the entire movie from Arrested Development people, I would watch it. That would be fine. Yeah, Will Arnett would be great. Come on! That just about does it for this episode. If you like us, we are on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. And all of the various services that those feed into, however you might find a podcast. 
So if you like us and you like what we're doing, go ahead and uh, you know give us give us some comments, give us some good reviews, some stars, or you know uh, cheese. Cheese. Yes, I want the the positive cheese, the fresh cheese, and or rotten cheese. I mean, we don't want rotten cheese. We don't want rotten cheese, but we haven't talked about the cheese system in a while. That's right. So yes, if if you are out there and you like us, give us some positive cheese. We want some fresh cheese. Yes. And if you would like to send us any comments or thoughts. We love reading those. We do. And please send them to contact at tenwingmedia.com. Or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter or any of those other various social ways that we connect these days. <laughs> we would love to hear from you. We do. We really genuinely love reading those. So we, please send us questions and comments and feedback. We will possibly put them on one of the episodes. Mm -hmm. So until next time, until episode nine, which will be your pick, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I'm Jason Hulse. I'm Aaron Hulse. I got to take a leak so bad my teeth are floating. You were just dying to say that. <laughs> I was. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>